Hey, everybody. Good evening. Matt with Don't Unfriend Me. It's wonderful to have you here. I had a really beautiful story set aside for you that had to do with 14 days to the election and talking about Mr. Joe Biden. But unfortunately, we will not be able to do that today. I'm going to go ahead and get my timer started. And somebody had the gumption and the wherewithal and the stones to post something about socialism that crept its way into my thread. And I thought I would begin to tell you a story. Once was a great president. His name was Ronald Reagan. And he shared so many stories from the Eastern Bloc and behind the Iron Curtain about the Russian people and how they were oppressed by communist socialist Russia. And that they had great senses of humor because they told fantastic stories, but they were also cynical about their form of government. Because most of you don't know that Russia, while you were in Russia during that time, it took 10 years to buy a car. 10 years. There was so much bureaucratic red tape. And there was such a high demand for vehicles because you could only have one car by one company that you would be put on a waiting list. And because a lot of the trade embargoes and the cost of things and the government did not have enough money to provide vehicles for everyone, you then went on a waiting list. Also, that happened with bread. So these stories would creep out and Ronald Reagan shared a wonderful story about a gentleman who had saved up enough money to buy a car in 10 years. And he took his money and he went down to the local bureaucratic office and then went to 10 other offices, filled out all the paperwork, stamped them, signed them, and jumped through every possible hoop that he could. And then he found out that indeed he would be able to get his car. He had one more place to go, one more office. And as he went there, a man sat behind the glass and he walked up and said, sir, I'm ready to buy my car. And the gentleman says, well, I need your deposit. And he would give him the money. And he stamped the final letter and said, son, come back in 10 years and we will have your car for you. The man seemed perplexed and he said, well, sir, do I come back in the morning or the afternoon? And the bureaucrat says, well, what does that matter? He says, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. We'll be right with you, folks. We got a good show. going to be a fun day. Socialism, what a fantastic treat it is for everybody. We're going to get into it. We're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about it. My name is Matt and I am with Don't Unfriend Me. We created this show to have some conversations just like this, talk about it. And all I ask is that you don't unfriend me. Socialism. Ronald Reagan was a wonderful president, and that story was from a speech Ronald Reagan did, and I grew up with that and absolutely fell in love with it at an early age, watching the Iran-Contra hearings, working intelligence in the military. And I remember during my intelligence training class, the first time I was going to enter the SCIF, which is a compartmentalized area where all intelligence is kept and most of the work is done behind the scenes. There's usually a Marine Corps guard there or some sort of guard there, protecting that. And inside all the things that you can imagine from burn bags and secrets and graphs and maps and a whole bunch of other things that I still probably can't talk about. Above that door, there was a bear. 
and it was carved out of wood and it was a giant bear with its claws up like this. And then there was the communist sickle and hammer on the other side. And I will paraphrase here because I don't remember it, unfortunately. I don't remember every word, but it goes a little something like this. We are Russia. We are the sleeping bear. And although we have fallen from power and although we are hibernating in slumber, America believes they have won. America believes they are safe. America believes that they are the only superpower. And we will use our ideals. We will hold and cling to our party of Politburo and the KGB, our socialist Marxist-Leninist leanings, and our beliefs in the strength of the Russian bear lay in wait until America no longer considers a threat. And when they do, we will rise up, whether that's 10, 50, or 100 years away, and we will be strong once again. And we will attack when our enemy least expects it. This always stuck with me, and I am paraphrasing. It's not the exact quote. Maybe somebody from Intel School can remember what it said exactly, but that's enough. You see, socialism is rearing its head back into our political landscape. There are a couple reasons why. This isn't the first time it's happened. In the 1950s, the Russian Red Scare into the 60s, the times of Kennedy and Cuba and the Missile Crisis, an infiltration into our democracy, Russian oligarchs and the Russian government, including the KGB and the Politburo, decided that there was a great way to start using propaganda to turn American minds against its own democracy. And what they did is used a version of almost brainwashing through the media, and they were unsuccessful. The media was pretty solid. The media did not have any leanings right or left. It held true to its doctrine and its belief that it was the fourth estate, and pride ultimately allowed media to stand aside and not have communists infect its institution. But there was one where the Russian oligarchs had made contacts. There was a place that had very liberal views from its inception and since when it started, and that was Hollywood, California, with celebrities. And there was just one celebrity there who was an actor, and his name was Ronald Reagan. And he despised communism. The unions were plagued with him. There were under undertoes and underwritings of communist beliefs within the own Screen Actors Guild and the Screenwriters Guild, and it was just inundated with progressive socialist views. And after some time, Montgomery Cliff, John Wayne, and Ronald Reagan decided to fight against this. They became members of the board, members of the union, and they fought and protested and brought other members to stand up against the commie Reds. You don't hear a lot about this, but later in Reagan's presidency, it's one of the reasons why he was elected president of the United States for his stance against communism and all he did in liberal Hollywood. Ultimately, that did fail, but now we are back. We are back where they have no longer had to affect the media because the media has turned completely socialist and liberal in its beliefs. The one press, the one media mindset, if it doubts you, go listen to one newscast on one channel and you will hear the exact same thing on the next channel. And all the pundits use the same words and the same terminology. Why? Because it's one single voice and they all get their talking points from the same place. That is socialism. 
That is propaganda. And then you go look at Hollywood with the social justice warriors, how we're all educated on how we're all racist. All white people are bad, especially men, with our toxic masculinity and our mansplaining, like I'm doing right now. And unfortunately, that institution has also been taken over by the socialist and progressive left. There's one that has begun, and it's our education system. And they have the colleges and the universities. And now it's impacting our high schools and elementary schools. And it's happening every single day. This resurgence of socialism is brought on by people like AOC, who, although I do not think is a bad person, does have different beliefs than what a lot of us believe. And I don't believe AOC is bad, just like I don't think Bernie Sanders is bad inherently. They both believe in what they believe, and I will not attack them for their beliefs because they have every right to do so, just like I have every right to fight it tooth and nail. However, there are others who are absolutely not in it for America's best interest. Bernie and AOC believe it would help him, believes it would help America. These others do not, and I could go through their names top to bottom, but we know who the progressive wings of the party, and one of them is on the vice presidential ticket. And Joe Biden, who was once a blue-collar Democrat and completely free of any communist leanings, is now a progressive. We'll take a look at socialism and what it is, and socialism is the true belief. There's classic liberalism, and then there's socialism. The difference between socialists and classic liberalism, let's go first between liberalism and conservative. Conservatives believe in small government. They believe in God. They believe in freedom of speech. They believe in our nation's military. They believe in strength, and they believe in a nationalistic point of view, not a new world order. Whether this is right or wrong, liberals believe in bigger government, believe in social programs that help the people by creating bigger government. They believe in taxing people into prosperity and not necessarily through a capitalistic focus where companies lead and then the worker is paid a worker's wage. They believe in the environment. They believe in pro-choice and pro-thought as long as it is with the collective thought's way of being. That is the very difference. Socialism and progressive liberalism are very, very close to the same thing. However, progressive liberals do believe in capitalism, at least they say so. But the taxation is where they differ, and they ultimately believe in that wonderful piece of paper that keeps us free and is the very antithesis of socialism. Socialism, socialism and power. There is a very naive thought process when it comes to socialism and power. Socialist talks about inclusivity and talks about everyone takes a bite of the pie as long as it's the equal portion and the same portion that everyone else gets. They believe that the government makes better decisions than the people collectively, and the government runs and regulates business. And ultimately, that business provides equal wealth across the masses. There's only one problem with that. There is nothing that protects the people from the government. And ultimately, all socialist forms of government have turned to communists and Marxist-Leninist leanings because it is as conducive as it can be because there is no power for the people. And ultimately, that is a dictatorship, which is exactly what communism is. 
Socialist leanings are great in philosophy. Socialism is something that I've actually studied myself and I've believed in from time to time. And I bought into the trope that it was never run properly, that there's never been a true form of government that is socialist because it is always inundated with communism. And this isn't an infection. It is simply what it propagates. That is the problem with socialism is that it turns into dictatorship because the people with the power corrupt absolutely. And at least in capitalism, we have something that protects us from absolute power. And we'll talk about that in a minute. If we take a look at authoritarians, their inheritance socialism, we can go into all the different countries that have tried socialism. We understand outside of Russia, there are several countries that have tried socialism. And ultimately what happens is that it turns into, whether it's Cambodia or Cuba or Vietnam or North Korea or any of the other socialist countries, it turns into a dictatorship once again because the power is for the government and not for the people. Bread lines are a common thing. Not having enough food is a common thing because unfortunately the needs of the people are always different. It is not the same. One car does not fit all. And if you have to buy a four door sedan, when a person could only use a two door, they could save money by choosing another car, yet they're forced to do something different. Or if they need a healthcare plan because they're younger, that just covers a few incidentals and could save them money. They are forced to spend the same as everyone else. There is no trophy for second place because there is no race. Everybody will finish at the same place. At least they say. There is no incentive to do better than your person to your left or the person to your right. Simply because everyone will get equal portions of something. Or equal portions of nothing. If there were any other things I could say about socialism to convince you that it is horrible, it is toxic, it is evil, the only thing I can do is tell you that a hundred million people have died under tyrannical communist socialist rule. It is oppressive, it is genocidal, and ultimately turns to one power in charge of the people. If we take a look At what people say insanity is, that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same result. Freud never said that, even though people say he did. And that is not the definition of insanity. But if we were to go ahead and say that that rubric is true, then the current resurgence of socialism in America is quite literally insane. Now, you can tell me all the facts and all the numbers that you want. And if you asked me to go ahead and tell you that a pile of shit was a ribeye, and pardon my French, I could tell you why it would be from a carbon and protein and generic makeup of atoms and molecules why it's exactly the same. But if everyone takes a bite, you'll know the difference between the two quite quickly. And you asked a question, sir, as you said, what's the difference between socialism? Isn't the fire department socialist? Isn't the military socialist? Isn't healthcare socialist? And I will say to you simply that the English language is a very complex thing. 
and as a Russian speaker, you should be able to figure it out quite quickly. But words have different meanings, even though they sound the same. And I will give you a ruple if you can tell me what that means. More importantly, social programs are not socialism. Now, social security, insurance, things to that effect, car insurance, are forced for the greater good for the collective whole. Yes, that is very socialist in its ideal. But the difference is, is that socialism is the form of government and the basis for economy. And the difference between us and that is that we have a capitalistic form of economy and a Republican democracy. And what makes our forms of government and our economic systems successful is the one document that socialism has never and will never have. And that is the Constitution of the United States of America. And you ask the difference, sir, so let me answer it. The difference is we, the people, not we, the government or party. Now, you may watch this video and decide to create a lengthy retort. You may make fun of me that I have no life because I dedicated an episode all to you. And I have no doubt that that's what you'll do. But as a fellow shipmate, as you as an ELT and an engineer, I know your ASVAB score had to be over a 92 to enter the programs that you did in the military, as mine did to be naval intelligence. And I will tell you, sir... You would never be a naval intelligence, no matter how high of a score you once had. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. We're done for today. And remember, socialism is evil. And if we take a look at this post, list of countries where socialism has worked, I saw the reactions and I saw the comments and the man explaining it away why socialism was no good or socialism was good, but has never lived in a socialist country in his life. I have, and if you would like to know what it feels like, give me a call and I will tell you. I started with the words of Ronald Reagan and I will leave with the words of Ronald Reagan. If fascism ever comes to America, it will come in the name of liberalism. And ladies and gentlemen, it's here. Thank you for joining. Please subscribe. Remember, veterans are truly important. Veteran Crisis Line 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide, folks. It is way too many. I need your help. Grab a vet. Talk to them. Be their friend. And let's make sure we help them to the best of our ability. That's all for me today. Make sure you stay tuned. I've got more stuff coming up. And hopefully nobody posts anything stupid so we can talk about the things that are truly important. God bless.